Alright, hello, hello. Alright, welcome back everyone to the Sunday Porch Podcast. My name's Will, I'm joined here with my friend Connor and my co-host. Uh, this is our hello. third episode, so uh, we're kind of getting getting into the swing of things here. Uh, you know, again, story of this podcast is uh, we started kind of just pretending to have a podcast and now we have one, so... It is, uh, it's exciting, it's an exciting time to be here. Um, so, let's busy get week. into it. <laughs> what you been up to? Busy how, week. How was your weekend, Will? <laughs> um, yeah, so I went to that Bills game, um, that shit was crazy, dude. There was one thing that I thought was funny, mm-hmm. is like, during, I wasn't even during halftime, like, I went to the bathroom to go take a piss, and like... They had a cop in the bathroom, like, directing the people, like, once a urinal opened up. Like, he was like, all right, now you go to that one. And people had to stand in line. <laughs> and I was like, it's so fucked up that I that. knew immediately why he was in there. And I, at first I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I was like, well, probably not. <laughs> but you just, there are bad guys everywhere, <laughs> man. You can't trust people anywhere. But it's, it was just a crazy, it was like South Park. I had another buddy that was actually at that game, and he got kicked out. He got forcibly removed by security because he was throwing snowballs. I think I follow him on Snap. It was he had like a picture, and it was like the outside the stadium, and he was like, "Love getting removed early." Yeah. And it was like empty. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got bodied out by security. Yeah, dude, uh, my weekend was pretty fun. I went out in Syracuse, classic spots. Uh, new. I went to like a new nicer club this weekend, and that was that was fun. We tossed on the suits. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, we met up with like the girls, that, the girls that we're pre gaming with, and they were immediately like, "Why the fuck are you guys wearing suits?" Like chirping it. We walk <laughs> into this club. 80 percent of the dudes in there are wearing suits. <laughs> it's the suit effect. I don't. What is like? That was the, dude, yeah. I feel like all the hate that I get uh, from when I dress nice is all from women and it's like the opposite of what you would think because yeah. women are always like oh like right. why don't men like dress nicer and it's like I do and you guys make fun of me like you want me to wear a fucking car hard sweatshirt everywhere like what right. the fuck I don't know what it is and a beanie and not yeah that's what it take is a shower. <laughs> what do you want yeah. me to wear you want me to wear a beanie You're not and from not Arizona. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> If you were from Arizona, you wouldn't be dressed like that. <laughs> what do you know about Arizona? <laughs> I'll show you Arizona. <laughs> she was probably dry so, as a desert looking at me, but well, I was not from Arizona. Yeah, classic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I checked out possibly one of the greatest movies ever created this weekend i know i hit you up told you to watch it too the 1517 to paris (laughs) directed and produced by clint eastwood so very very unique film made me very proud to be an american i was very emotional at the end of it for sure so basically i mean if you're listening right now one thing that's yeah. And you have not seen this movie, go do yourself a favor and watch it. I'll just break down kind of the basic plot and then we can get into it. But um, so basically it took place mm-hmm. in 2015, I believe. Um, and it follows the story of three Americans ages 22 to 25, three buddies, um, two of whom are American service members. And they're on vacation in Europe and end up stopping a terrorist attack on a train that I think it's moving from Germany to France or from Austria to France. Amsterdam to Paris. Okay. Amsterdam to Paris. Yeah. I think Amsterdam. Yeah. And, um, the really cool thing about the movie is that the actors that play the three guys and I think some of the other cast, um, it's the real, the real dudes who it happened to and they play themselves, which is Mm -hmm. a really unique thing. You really don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. So that was sick. No, yeah, and it's, and when when I saw that, when I was just like reading the, uh, like that like Netflix prompt where it just like gives you a little snippet of the movie, it says like three American heroes play themselves, and I was like, I didn't even need to read the rest of it. I was like, I'm gonna definitely check that out. 
So the guys, uh, their names are Spencer Stone, Anthony Sadler, and Alec uh, Scarlatos. And basically they just ended up on a backpacking trip together. No hesitation when a terrorist came out and subdued him. Really one guy did most of the heavy lifting in the situation. But I just thought it was excellent the way that Clint Eastwood did that movie. Where it was just more just just so real. I felt I felt like some of the most real parts of that was just like when they were like out to breakfast after drinking and stuff and they went out to like the, the clubs and stuff and it was just like the regular conversations that they were having. It seemed more relatable to me than like a movie I'd seen in a while. And and one thing I was just thinking about that because it was like you can tell that those guys aren't actors for sure. And it almost makes it better because there's no like I guess separation between what actually happened and some other guy doing a reenactment of it. And I, and I think that as much as I like to sit down and watch a movie with like a, a dude who's been in Hollywood for forever, like a Leonardo DiCaprio or Jake Gyllenhaal type of person. It's like, I also got to remember that they are somebody that's just not straight up, not lived a normal life and, and couldn't be right. more far removed from the people that like I surround myself with. So it's like, they're kind of just like a fake person all the way around. So it was really cool to watch a movie like that about something that was so real from the people that it actually happened to. Like, yeah. And I mean, super unique. Like I, I love a list actors, um, in fictional movies, but like with a movie like that, I want to see it as raw and as like undramatized. Like I like how there wasn't even music with the train attack scene. Mm-hmm. How, and it was kind of timed probably the amount of time that it would have happened in real life. I guess if you put the clips of the whole attack together. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I think one thing they did really well is like going through like they were able to show that e- even from like how those guys grew up, like their experience in the military, like it didn't make it out to be that they were these like tough guys who you know, like, grew up in the mountains of Alaska, like, were fucking, like, doing secret missions and shit. Right. Like, they were kind of just normal guys, but that makes it all the more um, harrowing to see, you know, how quickly that decision is made by someone, you know, in that moment. Um, And I thought it was probably the most realistic, uh, like scene of an active shooter that I've ever seen in a movie. Like it's fucking chilling to watch it mm-hmm. go down. Like the way the first guy grabs the gun Absolutely. and then just like the chaos. And then he doesn't know the guy has another gun and then he shoots him. The other guy picks it up. Like that's how it would just be total like chaos. Right. Right. Total chaos. And when he starts pulling out that blade and he's like slashing the back of his head when he's got him in that guillotine choke, just insane. And and you notice too. I bet you that they kind of got that down, like to the bare details, pretty accurately. Like when Spencer gets up and he like goes to like form tackle the gunman. The really the only reason he was able to get to him was because the gun misfired. And it's like if that hadn't happened, it would have been completely different. The terrorist had a bag carrying like three hundred to five hundred rounds of ammunition. So if if he hadn't got up and really just put that effort in and stopped him, that whole train could have been dead. Like, that could have been a, a global tragedy. Well, it shows you how, like, it, it, you just, it's a moment of just default aggression. Like, that guy probably did not even think, mm-hmm. like, what was going on. You'd probably relate that to, like, how people are conditioned in the military, but just, like, he was just gonna, he's just, it's the, the instinct to go forward, like, towards the shooter is crazy right. to think about. And I wonder how much... Mm-hmm. I, I bet he doesn't even yeah. remember. There probably wasn't even a conscious decision. But, I mean, man, is it right. satisfying when they put the fucking hurt on that dude. <laughs> it was almost yeah. like a uh-huh. fucking Team America shit I've ever seen. Like, just beat the shit out of him. But that was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. And even their third buddy, who didn't have any formal military training, he was he right. He had their back. He was right there with them. Excellent to watch. I think. I think in general, too, 
like you had a good point. That was probably just a situation where it was like lizard brain takeover. Like this, this guy is not going to succeed with the gun. I'm going to make sure I'm going to stop him. But also like they showed restraint in not fucking killing the guy. You know, I don't know if I would like, have, but yeah, good on the, like, it would have been tough. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is like, just, just the, just the pure anger that you would have if it was like, not to say that we would have done anything like this in this situation, I don't know, I would like to think that I, I would, but it's like, if the three of us are in that situation, and we got this murderer on the ground, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know, really, if we're gonna hold back and ties ties arms up with a necktie right or if he's gonna get like his face sandpapered into the ground well they yeah i mean i guess it's good from a standpoint of like they could get some information out of him like if you take that guy alive but i i I'm, i can't even imagine how angry you'd be especially once the box cutter comes out and he's like hitting the dude like he might be yeah. so fucking annoying right yeah it would be like game over dude you gotta think like how (laughs) like you think that guy got roasted (laughs) by the terrorist cell he was in for just like doing the worst attack of all time (laughs) like that's gotta be so embarrassing dude like not only do you fuck up so bad that you just get taken out immediately by these three dudes beat the shit out of you and hog tie you on a train <laughs> but then like you don't even drag it's not even like a suicide course. attack like you just go to jail <laughs> which is funny yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta just you gotta think he's got a team of his buddies like in some Osama Bin Laden cave and when they see what, what happened they're like ooh like, that dude always sucked <laughs> they're watching <laughs> Yeah, it's always a bitch. <laughs> they probably watched the, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking milk with ice in it right now. Also, I mean, I, I was crazy. like joking when I watched the movie. I was like, "What well, was that? Like the millionth time we've saved France?" I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Because once <laughs> wasn't the guy who grabbed a gun in American too? Like it was just a complete like. <laughs> Yeah, not a single European. The guy that got even the the guy that got shot, the guy that got shot that was on the ground, the first guy was from Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so it's it's just like happened to be. It's and it's funny because you know the mindset that Clint Eastwood making this movie too is like he's just gonna be like, like, (laughs) yeah, like America is the shit. We're gonna have all we're gonna have all these French motherfuckers (laughs) cowering in the back of the train. But you know, at the end of the day, that's what happened. So right. I don't. I don't know if there's anything really more to be said than like awesome story makes America look really fucking cool. Hats off to those guys. Hats off for sure. Hopefully they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> to the Sunday Porch podcast, dude. I saw like a, I watched an interview with those dudes on Ellen after I watched the movie, and they were like fucking around. It was so funny. Like, the one guy was like, yeah, like, yeah. I figured he'd go first and, like, take all the bullets. <laughs> like, and everyone's just, like, so awkward. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but it is it's funny because they're literally just average, like, dude, not average. I mean, they're heroes, but, yeah. like, just fucking around. It's really funny to, to watch. Right. Yeah. It's, like, just, just, like, one of the greatest things that that illustrated was how it really is just a couple seconds that can change your life entirely. Like, those guys had a whole... They gave them, like, the Alderaan Star Wars I know, dude, I was literally thinking that. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like that. Like, <clears throat> awesome. I was thinking, like... I was, uh... Did you ever have any interest in doing, like, backpacking yeah. shit or, like, just, like, creeping around in Europe? Like, how do you get into that? I would absolutely love to do that. I, do, I think it's cheap. Bro, the, the, I think the most money you spend is on on a flight over there. If we're if we're backpacking and we're gonna be in like hostels with like a dozen other people sleeping in there, you're not like you're not hurting for money. And I thought that was funny too when the guy was like, "Bro, I don't have money like that." He's like, "Just hop, just get a credit card. Yeah, you'll pay it off." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fucking real too. How, how, how many of us have done that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> credit card beat <laughs> down at a club in like Amsterdam. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, Capital One. Somebody stole that card I just took out and <laughs> took it to Europe. <laughs> None of those purchases were me. <laughs> I've been in Syracuse, New York this entire time. <laughs> Look, here are several pictures of me <laughs> with newspaper dates. They're like, why are these photos even a newspaper? Like, what? what is this, like, old photos, like, with your face cropped in it? Like, of, like, people in, like, the yeah, 50s. Like, I was here. <laughs> like, this is such a weird <laughs> way to do this. <laughs> I was here. Look. I would absolutely go and do a backpacking trip in Europe. I think that'd be sick. For sure. Have you seen the movie The Ritual? What? Uh, have you seen the, the the movie The Ritual? Um, we might have watched it at Clarkson. Did we? It that sounds familiar. That might have been one of the ones what I, that I checked so out like, on. I didn't, I didn't watch Donnie Darko with you guys. <laughs> I don't know. There were cer- certain movies that, especially living in that house, that I was like, I can't subject myself to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Donnie Darko d- did it to me. Yeah, dude. I woke I, up I woke up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, I'm going to get like a jump on the day, like, work out, study for my exams, and I come into the hallway, and you're just standing <laughs> by the washing machine, like, staring at the fucking wall, <laughs> boxers, like, literally, like, no phone, like, schizophrenia, freak out, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. shit, dude's pulling a Darko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pulled a dark go for sure. It took me like two, two good weeks to like feel back to normal. I think it was just a combination of that weekend and just what was going on, and then watching that. <laughs> Brutal. What's the ritual about, though? Yeah. So the ritual is like similar, just kind of like Euro backpacking premise. Like these friends are all planning on going on this trip together and it starts out with them in like a liquor store like at the end of the night like they were all out at the bars and they're gonna go grab some more booze for the afters and the liquor store gets robbed and two of the buddies are outside of the, of the street and two of the buddies are inside the store and one of them ends up getting shot when the other one is basically like cowering and hiding behind a sh- like an aisle and he doesn't do shit to, to help his friend and then his friend gets shot and killed so there's three of them that are left alive and like months after they decide to still go on the trip because the guy that got killed really wanted to go and and like they wanted to do it just out of his memory and they end up getting like fucking lost in the woods and they're getting like stalked by this, like, creature the whole time they're in the forest. And they end up getting dragged into this, into this, like, Norse tribe land where they, the, the people that live there make offerings to this, like, god Malak. thing. It's just, it's just like, yeah. It just kind of totally spirals out of control. And, uh,. They basically end up all dying, but I'm pretty sure that if we had a backpacking trip to Europe, me and you and some of our buddies, it would either end just like the 1570 to Paris or like the ritual, and I don't know if there's really any in-between nice outcome. Yeah, no, that's the thing, like, I don't know, I, I, I definitely feel like I'm a prime target for like a horror movie situation. But I feel like I'm, I'd definitely be the first one to go, though. So I probably wouldn't, like, know what's going on. Probably probably for the better. Depends on the horror movie situation. Yeah. I think also I'd probably end up siring a couple of Ill- illegitimate children if we hit a backpacking trip across Europe. Is that kind of, like, the point of doing that, though? Like, I feel like hella people do that and then just don't <laughs> tell anyone about um, it. Yeah. They had, like, a Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe that's maybe that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. 
and then you could spread your seed. You could do like a a fun reunion <clears throat> tour, where you're like, we're all gonna get together <laughs> for like a, a barbecue or something. They're like, we all really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of them I like have dads like, like you. <laughs> like, yeah, this like, was just like, not we chill see at you, all. Oh, I thought I would see which one of you was the most successful. <laughs> Rejoin I know you rich. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know who's paying for this barbecue. I put it on my Capital One. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't call fraud again. I'm, <laughs> I'm banned from every major credit card company. I'm, and I'm 27. Which country would you pick in Europe? To spend the most amount of time in if you had to choose um, like I don't know. I would say I'm definitely more of a fan of, uh, like, I would rather go to Eastern Europe almost. Like, I would love to creep around in mm. not the Ukraine, obviously, but, like, maybe, like, Ch- Chech- <laughs> Chechnya, Bosnia, um, like Romania, Romania would be pretty sick. So, you know, a lot of dudes there are hanging out I'm there bad. now. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, like, what are those other? Con- I would love to go to like Mongolia. I don't know if that. I guess that's just Asia. Oh, but I love those countries that are just like. Yeah. Um, it has like a real like, uh, like Game of Thrones vibe where it's just like planes and right. stuff. Like not like a plane, but like a a grass like layout yeah, yeah, I know but i guess saying. in terms of cities i don't know i could get down with maybe like a sweden norway mm. i don't know how about you yeah i like that i i would like to go somewhere where i could see the northern lights so like i think like up up in like greenland or iceland greenland would be fire. Would be sick. and i've heard yeah. that it's just hella fun there for sure i mean i'm sure it would be fun regardless Sometimes I think, like, when I'm in a big city, like, a lot of times it's funny. I think a lot of people think that, like, when they're going to go out, like, you got to, like, really do it up and find the best bars. You got to find the best clubs. You got to find the best places to be. You know what the best bar I've ever been to in another country? Yes. (laughs) Ziggy's Pub in Montreal. This hole in the wall. Seven steps down into the ground. It's like... Cramped little bar, awesome vibes, immaculate. There's a Garth Brooks signed guitar on the roof, a bunch of sports memorabilia. That's the guy that owns it is awesome. That's such a fun. You know, a bar is like a good bar when you go in there on like a Sunday morning and it's like there's people mm-hmm. in there chilling. Like that's yeah. Drunk. When there's people, yeah. When you want to go in on a <laughs> yeah. Sunday and there's people just letting it fly, the whole bar, <laughs> right. <laughs> that is the best that that dude that old guy the last time we were in there was obliterated and it was like nude dudes that like wouldn't even know what a brunch meant if you told it to them like <laughs> <laughs> right just living living different lives uh dude another good one i don't even know what it what it was uh the bar that we were in in cape cod we went in there, we hit, hit like an 11 a.m. in there, and they were playing Lone Survivor on the TV, and we were talking to the guy about Potsdam for a while. Yeah, that was, um, you I think that? it's called British Beer Company. That's definitely a solid place. That was, I We just that hit one. that at the right time, though. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. The dude... That was hilarious. Some of the <laughs> most heinous <laughs> comments out of that guy. So, the first, so we, go, we go in... And the theme of what they have on the TV is just, I think it was just Mark Wahlberg movies the whole day, but it was all like patriotic Mark Wahlberg movies. So it was like Patriot's Day, Lone Survivor, um, the one where he he stops Uh, (laughs) 9-11. I think that was was real life. (laughs) That might have actually happened. But yeah, so, and then we got into that conversation with that dude who... I don't even know mm. if I want to go into this. <laughs> He's talking about, like, <laughs> like murders and, like, some heinous stuff yeah. that happened in Montreal. Missing yeah. people. <laughs> murders, missing people. 
sexual deviancy. And then we got like we got in that conversation with that dude uh, after who was a lawyer and one of the best mm-hmm. like weekday bar quotes I've ever had because I'm pretty sure they were on lunch and you were like so like you guys big IPA guys and the dude was like no he's like listen you know why I don't drink IPAs and I was like no he's like you get to a certain point in your life when you only drink Bud Light. Because you know that you can have 12 of them and still drive home. (laughs) (laughs) Direct quote from that guy who was sitting with his coworkers in like a nice gray suit, black tie. And he was, he, I saw, I think, I think he definitely took down six or seven sitting next to us. I don't think he was lying at all. Stoneface took down eight beers to his word. And probably pulled like a crazy Better Call Saul moment in a courtroom, <laughs> yeah. defending a guy who like drunk drove his like shipping boat in, <laughs> into John F. Kennedy's house or something. Sentenced a man to life. In <laughs> yeah, what what on, a, <laughs> on a non-violent drug offense. He's like actually not. He's like just a prosecuting attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cape Cape Cod and Montreal are are great spots for day bars for sure, for sure. And and night bars if you wanna if you wanna be poorly behaved, I think Cape Cod is a great spot. Absolutely. If what would mm-hmm. you do? Um, so like a million, a million's fair. Okay, so like a million dollar budget. Um. If you were gonna like this design a bar, like what drinks, what food, what hours are you open, and then Ooh. how are you competing? And I guess where would you build it too? Fire. So okay, that's an excellent question. I think I think lately, especially now that I'm like in kind of a new part of my life where I'm able to go out and spend a little bit more at a bar, I'm thinking Biggest draw for me is live music. I love going to live music at bars. And I've been to a couple recently. I wish I could remember the name. But one in uh, East Rochester that had a full stage and this excellent, like, female country performer. But it turned half the bar into basically, like, a sitting concert, which was awesome. The vibes are immaculate. And then Six String in uh, Gillette Stadium, Patriot Place. Uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts, also fire because of this the live music setup. I think both of those bars were killing it with that. But we paid a little bit of a cover to get in. So I think I have a million dollar budget. I'm building a bar. I'm looking for excellent stage. I want excellent performers coming in. I want it to be like a music bar, and I want us to make money on covers. Like people come to watch the band and then also drink. But I, I think I think that's what I'm getting. Like like I would like to hit like a good mix between a nice club on the weekends that you would like to like go and dance for and we can get DJs and stuff, but also full bands, live music, punk rock theme. So like a like a great Gatsby, but also Blink One Eighty Two and in the middle. I think that'd be fire. Yeah, I know that would be <clears> sick. <throat> Such an important part too, like is having like a a big bar like the physical bar right like i would almost want to build um like i guess they kind of have this um one at the what's the one down the street from you i'm blanking yeah cold Cold where it's like a square so i would do it kind of like that but do like a huge square that's in the middle of it and just Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. more bartenders than you would need because that's really the issue, you know, I yeah. just, like, keep people away f- from it, you know what I mean? So just order, right. order, order, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's de- that's definitely the key, because not, not only are people going to be pissed off if they can't get a drink, if you have a bar that people are going to go to and they want to go <clears> to, but they know that they're going to have to wait three hours for a drink, that's when you get you could get chaos because that's when you get people just bringing in booze and like plastic water bottles and shit and just facing it in the bathroom and then being a problem because they didn't want to buy a drink. Right. It all, it all, or, or, 
You get people throwing a sack of voodoo rangers up over a balcony. Well, nothing, like, escalates a fucking environment than having people waiting 20 minutes for a drink. Right. Dude, oh. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. So, I was, uh, um, it was me, my girlfriend, and then one of my friends this weekend. We were at this bar, uh, this, like, smaller place near where I live, and so I'm, like, waiting for a drink or whatever. So this guy is just like facing IPAs at the bar, like angry as fuck. And like I walk up and he, he turns around to me and he's like, so what are you about? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, it's a great day to have a beer. I was like, go Bills, which is the nice thing about Buffalo. Like that's a good de-escalator. And he was like, for sure. Yeah. He was like, go Bills, I guess. <laughs> like, and like was just sitting there like thinking to himself. And then my my friend comes up, um, and he turns around to my friend, and he's like, he's like, what month is it? <laughs> and, like, my friend was fucking with him, and he's like, I'm pretty sure it's it's July. And he was like, looked at us, and he's like, are you guys fucking with me? <laughs> and, then, and then, literally, dude, my girlfriend did not say anything, and he turns to her, and he's like, he's like, he's <laughs> like, I called her like the c word and like oh, no reason. <laughs> and i was like whoa man i was like relax and then and then he's like he's like so you guys go to ub and i was like no <laughs> and then he's like yeah okay like and i was like i don't know why i would be lying about that and he, so he stands up and like puts his arm and it's funny because he was like a short ass dude and like puts his arms is. around me and me and my friend and he's like he's like i just want you guys to keep it real <laughs> and i was like okay and he was like are you keeping it real and i was like yeah and then we like left <laughs> i was like i Crazy. wonder what kind of night that guy yeah. I've never, I've never had a keep it, an actual serious keep, <laughs> keep it, it real. <laughs> yeah, dude, nothing good. There was, um, I had a situation today. It was just like a quick thing, but it was, I would put, totally put me into fight or flight. Like I went to Chipotle to pick up some dinner for me and my roommate. And, uh, I went and I grabbed it and I'm sitting in my car and it's like down, not not even downtown Syracuse, like, really west side, and so I'm sitting in my car on my phone, and some fucking guy comes up to my passenger side and starts trying to open the door. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yo, <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't, like, it was like, it was like, a, just like a younger dude, like, like, he looked like, like a high school age kid, and I was like, I just, like, kind of gave him one of these, and he, like, look, he's looking in the car like this, like, he's, like, pe- peering in my... So I rolled down my window, and I was like, you good, That's man? That's a bad guy. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, wrong car. I'm so, 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 so sorry. <laughs> I was like, you were working pretty hard for, to get into the wrong car. And then I felt, I felt, like, bad because as soon as he walks around, he's, like, obviously his face is bright red. He's obviously super embarrassed. And then he gets in the car directly next to me, and it's, like, his girlfriend or something who's also, like, high school age. So she just watched him just... Get, like, Almost have the worst night of his life. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just scary, bro. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> Dude, did I ever tell you about the hibachi freak out that I witnessed? <laughs> no. So one time I was at this hibachi place <laughs> and there was this table of... Um, it was clear that it was, like, an extended family, so there were, like, two husband and wife couples, like, kids, and then, like, grandparents, probably, and mm-hmm. I hear this, like, conversation about COVID vaccines, like, start escalating oh. and escalating, and then this guy, <laughs> this guy, like, stands up from the table and, like, tries to pull his coat off, like, hammered, and, like, the chair falls over and shit, and he was, like, he's, like, this is the reason this fucking country is going under. Like, it's like, oh. fuck all you. And everyone's like, like, Stephen, like the kids are here. Like, what, what are you doing? And he so like bad. storms out of this hibachi place. But then I think he like either forgot his phone at the table or like didn't have a ride. Because like five <laughs> minutes later, he had to walk back in. 
and then oh. like sit down and I hear him like apologizing to everyone and like he's like yeah he's like I'm sorry like <laughs> really That's we so should bad. really try and keep these things more congenial literally the hibachi incident in real life I was having a little mini anti-surveillance freak out again this weekend um like I said, I went out to that bar, and then the next day I get a clip sent to me in, like, a group chat on Instagram. This dude that I don't even know, his Instagram story was, like, one of his buddies just, like, hitting this, like, s- sloppy grinding with this chick on the bar. And I was just, like, <laughs> clearly in the video, just, like, behind him. Like, I was, like, I was, was, I was like the third person in the video and it was just me talking to somebody but it it was like a 60 second clip of me just in a bar on this random guy's store and he was like is this you bro and i was like yeah man why can't i do anything without being on video it is you really can't do any i mean (laughs) there's you just can't get away with anything these days yeah there's no secret anything ever if I could, if I could have like ten hours out of my day, the next four are going to be completely documented, at least audio or visually. That one, that a lot of guys I yeah, work no. with, I'll see like they're hitting the the straight up duct tape on their on their work laptops, computer, and stuff, and it's like, I get that, but also. What are you guys doing in front of your work computers that you're so that you're so afraid of somebody seeing? It's just like yeah, it's like just <clears throat> okay. the The thing about that is like you could just close the laptop. So what that's telling me is you're using your work computer for something that if the camera was turned on, that you wouldn't want recorded. <laughs> right, which begs right. the question: first of all, do you not just have a personal laptop? And second of all, like, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 like it's almost like it's just some card where it's like you you're walking around with your duct taped laptop in the office it's like look i'm doing something i shouldn't be doing yeah like it's i don't know i guess it's like flex not really no yeah (laughs) there's other ways to flex your anti-surveillance i got i got four cctv cameras in my my closet right now that i ripped off the walgreens They keep putting them back up. I'll just keep taking them down again. Do you think we could start like a a psyop where we get we make it like a TikTok challenge for like kids to just start ripping CCTV cameras off stuff? (laughs) I love. I I fucking love that idea, bro. (laughs) The camera challenge. Every oh, oh, you got to do the camera challenge. People are like going to like and stuff, getting getting shot. It's in, like, local news. <laughs> Two teen boys shot and killed after attempting the viral camera <laughs> challenge at the local key bank. <laughs> There's, it's like, a dude, like, like, at the Capitol. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> trying to like, hey, like, hey, the biggest sir. The Capitol's got to be just... All of the security guards at the White House, do you think, since January, have just had the most intense PTSD? <laughs> do you think it gets worse? Bro, I... They ever catch a guy walking around downtown with, like, horns on a hat or something, and they just have a psychotic breakdown. A guy wearing a fur jacket. <laughs> that shit was just so fucking crazy. Like... <laughs> I saw a great stand-up bit where some guy was, like, basically talking about how Trump came in and made politics, like, way more of a spectacle than they ever used to be, and it was, like, it was really funny because it was, like, it was, like, he was, like, normally, like, you would have these political debates for the primary and people would be, like, I'm from Kentucky and I love religion, and everyone's, like, hey, that's pretty good. And then the next guy would come through and he'd be like, I'm from Kansas and I love education. And people would be like, hey, I vote for that too. <laughs> and then like Trump would come in and be like, Rosie O'Donnell is a fat whore. <laughs> and everyone's like, 
hey, yeah, kind of. And just like going off on that, just like he's like, and I see it the most, the effects of that. And uh, he was he was like talking about his grandpa. He was like, and my grandpa because normally like he was always like a Republican guy, but never like super right wing. He went from being like. I don't think I should have to pay as many taxes to like, just recently he was like, why can't, why can't people walk around in the white house? Like, like what's that? (laughs) Just people's, people's opinions that were so stable have just steadily been exponentially becoming more right wing and more left wing. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, Dude, but it's literally... I'm sorry, bro, but it's not people our age. It's fucking, like, 40, 50-year-old people just can't be trusted with Facebook. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, turn turn those accounts over. Go go back to golf. Facebook is bad. (laughs) Facebook is so bad. Dude, I... I don't even really know how Facebook works, but isn't there a thing where you can just go on a fucking tear and just write, like, a... 80 like 80 paragraph mm-hmm. thing on there yeah i mean it's not like twitter like with twitter you can get away with a couple sentences but i'm pretty sure on facebook whatever the regulation is it's long because i've seen some long posts <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even i got rid of mine but like sometimes i would scroll through it well people would always be on that that uh that clerks and parents association you know what i'm talking about oh yeah, that that, yeah. that that Facebook page has to be the biggest haven for mental illness I've ever seen in my entire life. And every college has one. Every college have, will have like a blah blah university parents association where parents will go on and and talk about they'll basically just air their concerns or ask for help or whatever. But what it turned into was these women writing poetry about how much they would miss their sons or like fathers being terrified that their son had like joined animal house (laughs) die or do something really bad or moms being like my son can't make any friends here's his name this is his dorm room (laughs) like please help (laughs) ma'am your son is an involuntary celibate (laughs) right (laughs) he has done this to himself yeah hard to hard to crawl out of that hole when you're when you're 22 years old yeah dude i mean but you get like a (laughs) like a 55 year old mom coming home like from work just a few glasses of wine she's ready to let it rip yeah. Like nobody else on a fucking Facebook wall about some crazy shit. And what's even more mentally ill is that people will sit down and read a whole, like, take thirty minutes to read yeah. one of those posts, and then be like infuriated, like yeah, yeah, so yeah. angry. Oh my god, that's happening at this school. The burgers were pulled out of liquid. <laughs> Just crazy shit. Yeah, it's like my my son said that he found a raccoon in the chicken casserole. <laughs> well, my daughter said that the two young men had a elf style snowball beat down. What is beat down? She said she used the word beat down and sneak. <laughs> Yeah, the terminology is just so disturbing. We didn't remember the snowball beatdown. I don't even know if you. That was crazy. (laughs) I don't know even know if we can talk about. I don't know what the statute of limitations is, but probably not a good idea. Maybe maybe later. (laughs) Yeah. Once our once our audience will have our back. There's a sweet spot between being too big to say out of pocket things and too small for people to care about it but i I think that there's some people that that find like that goldilocks zone where they're able to say whatever they want and not have a problem i don't think we're there that's true yeah i mean i i feel like it's either we're gonna get big to the point where like we have a fan base backing us or 
um, we'll just be broadcasting from probably either a boat that is offshore to the point where it's, if they wanted to get us, it would have to be the Navy and not Mm -hmm. like the Coast Guard or the police. Um, Mm -hmm. or maybe kind of like a mountain base. I could see us setting up like a Legion of Doom type base somewhere in the, in the Midwest, but like that idea. What are the the hell priest lairs from Doom Eternal? So I got this poster that's just the scene from Blade Runner 2049 where Ryan Gosling is looking up at gigantic hologram Anna de Armas. Been looking at that a lot as I worked from home today. Yeah. Do do you think that's like what do you think the time frame is on like hologram wife like in Blade Runner? So one thing that I just saw that I I think is fucking insane, bro. You want to talk about incels? So I guess there's like these <laughs> I yeah. guess there's like these <laughs> these these creators online that it'll be like some anonymous person, like totally a dude, like you or me, probably. Oh, uh, we'll be talking into a mic and basically live streaming through the guise of this avatar. That's like a looks like a young, like a it's like an anime girl that looks underage, and they they call them like e streamers or whatever. And so like I'll sit mm-hmm. here and like pretend to be her and accept all these donations and stuff, and basically I'm puppeteering this cartoon that all these grown-ass men are sending money to and sipping over and, like, sending DMs to to be this little girl's friend. And it's, like, this wave. It's, like, this epidemic. And there was some sort of, like, con, you know, like, TwitchCon, StreamCon, I don't even, like, whatever it's called, but there was this bank of just television screens where it was these cartoon girls and dude like sweaty GameStop employee dudes are coming up and like like fake shaking their hands they had like a fake hand sticking through the thing so you could shake this cartoon's hand and meet this little girl that you watch on stream all day like bro imagine if imagine if Ted Kaczynski saw that yeah <clears throat> I mean he probably he probably wouldn't be surprised mm. I think I think that, that that was like close to it had to be close to his biggest fear realized. Like, why is that happening? What? Why? Why are you as a man so unfulfilled with your life that you're gonna dedicate this like this precious resource of your time and money to to pissing away on a cartoon character? I'm. I, it's beyond me. I'm actually baffled by it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how you get that shit to stop i'm getting like a little bit too supportive of possibly implementing a social credit score like for shit like that (laughs) but at a certain point it's like it's like hey like (laughs) did you donate a hundred thousand dollars to like a fake anime cartoon (laughs) online like we saw it bro guess what (laughs) camaro it ain't happening this year. <laughs> you, you're yeah, not getting yeah, a loan. Not, I'm not going to get you a <laughs> No, <car>. no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should be buying a house in the first place because I saw what you did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or at least make it public to the point where if if you are going to do that, like, you got to you gotta own it. <laughs> right, right. You no gotta, more like, hiding. Everybody's going to know that I did this, <laughs> so I really got to want to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, it's it's just like it gets to this point where I I do think that the the biggest epidemic in society, if you want to talk about mental health issues, is the disenfranchisement of young men that get no attention from from females. <laughs> I think I think that that breeds the worst kind of people. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I, like it would be hard. It's hard to pinpoint the root cause of that because it's kind of like the chicken or the egg thing. I think. I think, in in my opinion, there there's so much like like us as American citizens are absolutely surrounded and inundated by technology that has been specially developed 
to be as entertaining and as mindless as possible. And I think it's very hard to break out of that, that like, that that mindless circle where I'll do it myself, but like, I'll just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling sometimes through Instagram reels. But I, you know, it's like, I always snap myself out of it and I wake up and I'm like, I don't, I can't look at that. Like, it's just, it's like, it's really, have you seen Black Mirror? Yes. Like that episode of Black Mirror when they got that guy in the room and he's got to yeah, like the, walk the on the treadmill to make money. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they keep fucking making him watch porn and stuff. and <laughs> It's like that. That's like, it. it's so close to reality though. Like if you think mm-hmm. about it, like you can't every ad, every like, I don't know. Right. And even, even like mainstream advertising, I'll see stuff and I'm just like, what the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I think. I think the the porn stuff is really, really bad for men. I I think that I couldn't pick up my phone and go on any any sort of social media without seeing like chicks in a thong dancing or whatever. Like it, that's that's intentional. That 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 just doesn't. It, that's not just happening by chance. Like it's it's these young women are conditioned to want to be that type of person because they see it as successful and. And then men are trapped into watching it. It's, it's, I don't know. I just think it's like a vicious cycle. And I think, I think there's just a abandonment of morality. I don't in, in, in certain situations. Yeah, <clears throat> that is even on like like platforms where it's like, how are you going to stand behind like a having a safe search thing? Or you're like I, I don't know, man. Like Snapchat, like there's no. Is there an age on that? Not, not that high. You can have a Snapchat at right. a pretty young age. And it's like mm-hmm. there's no censorship at all. And some of the stuff that you can post on there is insane. Like, yeah. On the Reels or, or Spotlight or uh, I don't know what the subscription ones are called. but And it just reaches everybody. It's like, it's like what we were just talking about with like some of those creators that show up on your Snapchat feed. You're forced to watch that, kind of. Like, I will get the same girls that show up, like, when I'm done scrolling through my story, I'll see, like, the same influencers that just pop up as as if they were, like, my friends on the app or something. And I know that th- these young girls are making all this content, and it's, I, I would, I, honestly, like I said, I would like to see it, but I would hate to see it, like, some sort of pie chart on how many of the people watching their content are men that are, like, older than their fathers oh yeah i mean i'm sure that's that's what's so fucked about that that people don't get like it's like an influencer like if you get like a 17 to 20 year old influencer like their audience is not that age group at all no yeah no and i think if yeah dude if you showed the stats on that it would be really disturbing i'm sure it's that's stuff that I see and I just kind of got to forget about it because I'll get fixated on how everyone is a bad person if I'm looking at that stuff. I saw that YouTube had to implement this policy where when minors are creating content, there's no option to post a comment on it because there was such a high influx of older men getting young women on the app to basically take part in these fake challenges where they would like put themselves into sexual situations like like you'd be like like oh you got to do the shower challenge or you got to do the bend over challenge and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is it's like i want to just just collect teeth at that point like i just want to jaw you how are you going to be a grown-ass man and like that's so that's how you're spending your day yeah, <clears throat> maybe people mental, <laughs> mental illness. People just gotta have have something to do. Yeah, for sure. There's ways out of it, but right. But it all revolves around doing hard shit. You know, a, a lot of being a good person and a lot of what being successful entails is doing stuff that you don't want to do. You do it because you're supposed to do it. Yeah, right. it would be great. I, it, it would be great to lay in bed all day and eat a gallon of ice cream, and it's just like just don't do that. 
where's you why, where do you get fulfillment in that just like self gratification all day because you don't have anything real going on in your life and then people are wondering why there's such a such a high percentage of these heinous crimes going on it's like because everybody's doing that well it's like don't like i I don't know where the disconnect is where it's like aren't you scared that if you spend your time like that like you're putting yourself in such a i don't know like vulnerable state like tying Mm -hmm. this back into that movie you know like you don't you don't survive that one you know what i mean Right. If, if all you have done is sit in your bed and eat ice cream, great point. You know, that's a that's a great point. And you it's can like, a li- you can a little bit, but like if you let if you, you if you're not feeling that fear, and I think some people think that that's a negative thing, but like being scared like that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a natural reflex, like that you're having. Mm-hmm. Is all Absolutely. like you got you got to train, you got to be aware, you know. Right. You got to work hard. I mean, financially, security too is huge. Yep. And and you know what? It's like if you don't do that, if you don't train your body and your mind to to be somebody that can defend himself and defend his girlfriend and defend his children and the people around him, you're basically it's not even basically. Essentially what you're doing is you are putting your safety into the hands of all of the strangers around you. Like the only reason that you are safe is because the guy that's way bigger than you and pushes hella more weight than you decides that he doesn't want to fuck you up today. Like, how is that a way to go through life? That the only reason I'm safe right now is because all these other guys walking around me don't want to fuck with me. They're just deciding to keep me safe. You gotta, you gotta take ownership for the safety of yourself and those around you. That's not really like a choice that you have. Like you got to put in time every day and be able to defend yourself i think <clears throat> well it's funny too because it's like the it's always those people who are like oh like i don't need to do that because i can just call a number on my phone and then i'll be like someone will come and help me mm-hmm. but it's like right. wait didn't you <laughs> didn't you kick all those guys out <laughs> like yeah last yeah. year <laughs> it's nobody coming <laughs> right who do you want to come and it's me with your flat screen <laughs> you know crawling out the window i think i'll take it off. i saw i saw your social credit score i'm taking it all you're taking it off <laughs> taking your wife's phone number down too you're yeah. eyeing me all day all right <laughs> yeah now and i don't even have any sort of like solution to the problem it's just I just feel like it's a problem that's becoming more and more apparent is that there's there's less and less motivation and mo- morality in society. But you know what? Right. It's good. It's good. <clears throat> it's good for the dudes who got it. I guess. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, if you, I mean, there's never been a be- an easier time to just do a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, Put yourself in a pretty good spot. Right, for sure. Because the, the this 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 big gap and this disparity b- disparity between the, the dudes who do work out and do have a career and do know how to talk to people and the dudes who don't do any of that, it just becomes more and more apparent. But that's that's what I said. Is like I think that that just makes bad people on both sides kind of. That's the thing, though, is, like, those, like, a guy like that will sneak a Riddler, like, he'll pull yeah. a Riddler, bro. Yeah, for <laughs> Gotta real. Gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, was, that was a big draw to that Matt Reeves Batman movie to me, because that was such a real villain. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, like one guy. Like, the Twitch streaming and shit. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, that was, that was more scary to me than like a bane honestly because 100 percent. yeah i i get frightened by men like that <laughs> like that's like one of my biggest fears is dudes like that <laughs> right They're just cre- creepy motherfuckers that are, <laughs> that have followings it's scary all right well, 
Watch out for uh, watch out for the Riddlers out there, folks. <laughs> Biggest takeaway. And uh, good to talk to you, Will. Absolutely. Episode three. Hopefully, um, the audio is a little bit better on this one. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like a like I've been taken hostage by the Riddler, and I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Yeah. See you next.